0: Packaging is not a bad thing, but make sure that you're thinking about all aspects and how that, what happens at its end of its life. You know, where does that end up, that packaging?
1: It's the e-commerce master plan podcast, here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Now, before we get stuck in, a massive thank you to Giles Smith from the Sustainable E-Commerce Podcast for the intro to this episode's awesome guest. Thank you, Giles. And anyone who wants to hear that interview as well, we'll put a link to it in the show notes on the website for you. All this month, we're celebrating International B Corp Month by interviewing e-commerce brands who are B Corps and who are on the path to becoming B Corps. And also, we've had done an interview last week with a brilliant advisor who will help you become a B Corp, who really went into the ins and outs answering many of your questions that you sent to me about what it means to become a B Corp, why become a B Corp, what's the return, what's the process like, all that kind of nitty gritty stuff. In this episode, we're finishing with an e-commerce brand who sells via D2C and wholesale globally. They have been a B Corp for a long time now and we're talking about why they want to be a B Corp, how they go about growth through wholesaling. Loads of great tips from this guest. It was a real pleasure to interview her. So thanks again, Giles, for the brilliant intro to a brilliant guest. I hope I, I know you're going to find this one inspiring. So make sure you listen to the end of the episode so You don't miss out on my guest's top tips, which are excellent. And my own take on this episode together with some other free ways you can improve your business. Do you have stock in your warehouse you desperately need to turn back into cash? Do you want to know how you can sell more stock at full price? Do you want to leverage your stock to improve your profits, cash flow and environmental impact? Then it's time to get your free ticket to our brand new virtual event. This time we're tackling the problem of overstocks, both how to avoid them and how to clear them. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket. And to answer the number one most asked question, will replays be available, Chloe? Why, yes, replays will be available to everyone who has signed up. So sign up and then you can watch at your convenience. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket. That's ecmp short for e-commerce master plan forward slash summit to get your free ticket today. And now to introduce today's special guest. Haley Clark is the co owner and managing director at Onya. The business has been trading since 2004, and Haley and her partner bought it in 2015. Onya are selling products that help customers reduce their use of single plastic via their WooCommerce site, where they get over 25,000 visitors a month, and they have over 700 wholesale customers globally too. Plus, since 2016, 5.5 million plastic drink bottles have been turned into Onya products. Hello, Hayley.
0: Hello, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Awesome to have a B Corp, a business of your calibre here to chat to us. So thank you so much for taking the time um, to do this interview. Before we get into all the cool um, stuff you're up to now and the B Corp journey and all of that stuff. How did you end up in this world of e-commerce? (laughs)
0: I'd come from a national retail background. So I was actually involved in being in stores at a national level. I had a multi-site store, so I had a number of them and a whole bunch of staff and what have you. And realistically, that business was around sending stuff to landfill. It was about (laughs) sales, sales, sales. People would come in and buy things over and over again and sending things to landfill. And after doing that for about 10 years, we decided that, gosh, this is probably not a great thing that we should be involved in. We We should really you know try and counterbalance our impact on the planet Uh, and so then the opportunity to purchase Anya uh, came up from the from the original owners and that was as you said in 2015 and Anya is obviously around you know big focus on sustainability and reducing our impact on the planet and so um, I guess we're trying to make amends a little bit for those years that uh, we weren't as kind to the planet as we should have been so that's how I kind of ended up in Anya cool
1: and then um, when you made that decision you wanted to change how your impact was impacting the planet was it always the plan to buy something else you know so you had something that was already up and running or did you ever consider changing and adapting the business you were in or starting something from from scratch was there's was the route always let's let's kind of jump from one lily pad to the next?
0: Yeah, I think it was definitely a clear change for us because when we were at a retail level, you know, we were just retailing direct to public and we had an e-commerce part of that business. But but we also were part of a national chain group. So we couldn't be able, we weren't able to make those Fundamental changes, I guess, at a root level that we were. If we we're able to go out on our own and going out on your own and starting something from scratch can be really daunting, you know. And we had never manufactured anything before, so this was a really big step for us. So to purchase something that was already up and running was probably a bit of a low-hanging fruit option for us, where it allowed us to get into um, and get a feel for manufacturing and understanding that side of the business without having to necessarily start out inventing something from scratch, you know, and then and then figuring that out. We already. Had a proven concept uh, and therefore we just had to work at all of the things that we had come in knowing from a national retail background and we could bring to this this business
1: yeah it's like it's almost like the fastest way to have impact let's buy something that already exists and deploy the skills we've already got absolutely rather than learning a whole load of other stuff and have you ever been tempted to create a retail chain for Anya, or was that always something you you didn't want to repeat
0: Look, the retail thing absolutely has its place. And and I do love retail. I do love the face-to-face nature of it. I do miss um, the direct selling to the public because I love solving people's problems. So that's a personal thing for me that I do miss. However, it is a lot of work, you know, as anyone will attest out there that has a bricks and mortar business, you know, it takes up a lot of your time and you don't get your weekends free and you're often working evenings and things like that as well. So I think having done that for 10 years, it was really good to do something different that was actually just involved. Involved in Monday to Fridays so I could get my weekends back which has been really really nice I'm not gonna lie
1: yeah it's like there's any reason not to do retail <laughs> <laughs> physical retail <laughs> that is weekends
0: yes um, so
1: let's fill in a couple of the bits about what Anya's doing right now where in the world are you and
0: where are you selling to Certainly. Well, we're based um, where where my, myself and my partner are, which is Perth in Western Australia. Uh, however, we, we do have a global business, as you alluded to before. So we have e commerce side of our business. We have a UK website, and we have a rest of world website. We call it so, which is our .com um, website. And so we sell globally. Basically, we ship all over the world and and do it that way. And as you mentioned before, we're both direct to consumer and we're B two B as well. So we have both parts of that business. So we really are a global brand. We found. Actually, I had someone message me the other day and saying that they'd found some of our dog waste bags in Tenerife, <laughs> which they were there. And, and someone from Easter Island found one of our backpacks there in one of the little shops. I mean, there must only be three shops on Easter Island. I'm not sure there's many, um, but our backpacks were there. So we really do trickle in all over the world in the most random places.
1: Very, very cool. And um, you mentioned a couple of the products you sell there. What's your kind of your core product and the, the I guess the
0: Explain your products a little bit, please, Hayley. <laughs> Certainly. Look, as you mentioned before, we're about um, replacing single-use plastic or even single-use waste of, of any kind. But we started out particularly to replace single-use plastics, which is obviously, as everyone has uh, would have heard about, or many, many people have, that they're really causing a buildup of the planet. Um, and single-use plastics are defined as something that really is is used just for moments, usually to package goods around food and things like that, used for moments and then thrown away again. And they usually end up in landfill, which they then are not able to break down. So they just sort of sit in landfill for for many, many, many years before they start to break down. And then they don't break down completely. And we're not against plastic, by the way. I just want to make that clarification because sometimes you get into this anti-plastic thing and that there, there is definitely that group and that that movement and that they have their points but we're really trying to help people avoid single-use plastics because that's where the problems coming from plastic of itself is not evil <laughs> it definitely has its uses particularly in in the medical field and things like that it's very useful but we're about the waste so we're about reducing the waste in in that space we just don't need to do it there are alternatives and we have used reusable products for, for many many years until we got out of the habit for convenience then all of this single-use plastic has been building up building up and out of sight out of mind if we put it in the rubbish bin the way it goes and magically disappears but it doesn't (laughs) so our goal is definitely around trying to provide those alternatives to that so we will provide things like reusable produce bags for me reusable produce bags have got to be one of the most easiest things that you can change out in your routine because most people buy fresh produce you know, they're going to the supermarket, they're buying apples, oranges, you know, lemons, whatever it is, you know, salad greens. Um, If you've got reusable produce bags that you can use over and over and over again, then, you know, you're avoiding pulling that little single-use bag off the little shelf next to it and using that, bringing it home. Oh, sure, you might put it in the fridge and hold your stuff in it for a few days, but then it just goes straight into the bin. Some people are really, you know, vigilant with it and they'll wash it and reuse it over and over again, but they have the rare ones for sure. So having something that you can replace a single-use item with a reusable one is definitely what we're about. And, you know, anything from, yeah, produce bags to lunch wraps to bulk food bags, you know, going in and buying flour in bulk instead of it buying it pre-packed and you know those sorts of things so creating reusable alternatives for that.
1: That kind of single aim of replacing single-use plastic really gives you unlimited scope for product development I would guess.
0: Absolutely. We only ever want to, we always look at when, just quickly on product development, we always look at um, ways where we can be the most use. So one of our biggest selling lines is our bread bags. Um, And so, um, you know, people are are able to take them to the baker and buy a fresh loaf of bread and pop it in there and pop it in the freezer and then pull them out as they need to go. And bread bags came to us because our customers were like, wow, I'm going there and I'm buying bread in plastic and, you know, what can we do around this? So we, we then, you know, put our heads down and came up with a, reusable bread bags and they have turned into one of our top selling lines because they just fit that need really uniquely. The
1: subtle thing there everyone was they listen to their customers <laughs> just in case you missed that I'm going to make a point of it product development listen to the customers as well top tip. Okay let's talk B Corp and how you I guess which I'm going to assume this is linked to how you've developed the company since you bought it because it wasn't a B Corp when you bought it was it?
0: It was not no we walked into a company as I said we'd bought from the original owners who'd had it for about 10 years or so and just a quick backstory the reason that I'd sort of gone for that and we went to this interview and, and to, to look at buying it is because I had been at a farmer's market probably two years before and I'd bought a set of produce bags that were on your produce bags at that, at that market and I had been using them and when we went to this thing I'm like I'm pretty sure these are the produce bags that I've got. And I'm like, this is perfect. It's a bit like that Remington thing. You know, I like the company so much that I bought it, you know, (laughs) how I feel. (laughs) about So it kind of was meant to be. But it was good because I was already using those products. So I I was sort of a convert. So it was an easy sell, I guess, for me. But the original owner had sort of come to his the end of his knowledge base, I guess, about how to grow the business and how to move it on from there. And as we mentioned at the beginning, you know, I'd come from national retail, so immediately coming into it, we knew that we wanted to freshen up the brand, you know, and, and introduce a new, a new look. I uh, introduced packaging, which hadn't, the Onya products, basically, they're called, we're called Onya because most of our products you can keep Onya, by the way, of a carabiner, you can clip them on your bag or on your belt or what have you and keep them Onya. So that's where our name comes from. Uh, so you don't forget them when you go to the shop but they were all kind of little balls of, of colourful things hanging and no one really knew what they were. So one of the biggest things that we set out to do was introduce responsible packaging. And now I'm not up for excessive packaging on any level, but what we did is we researched, you know, using recycled materials, making sure we only printed with soy-based inks, making it recyclable and, and even compostable. And that's what we were sort of doing. So if we're like, if we're going to introduce packaging, let's introduce the most environmentally responsible packaging that we can. And sure enough, Sales skyrocketed as soon as you introduce packaging because, you know, anyone that runs a bricks and mortar business would tell you, you know, it really takes you going in and up to that customer to be able to sell them. If you're not doing that, your packaging has to do all of the work. So, packaging is super important if it's done well and if it's done responsibly. So, packaging is not a bad thing, but make sure that you're thinking about all aspects and how that what happens at its end of its life. You know, where does that end up, that packaging?
1: I love that point you've made about the packaging because I think it's so endemic to everything a brand that's on a sustainability mission, a business, a person that's on a sustainability mission needs to be aware of is – if you do things in the right way and the overall impact is gonna be much greater, then it's a no-brainer to do good packaging. Because if that means more people are gonna start using produce bags, start using reusable bottles, start using bread bags, because they understand what it does, you know, and if it's gifted to to someone, they're like, all right, the packaging explains to me how this product works. Then that is worth that piece of cardboard and the great quality inks and everything you've done to make that packaging work. It's a cost worth spending in whatever way you want to calculate that cost.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And it was so important for for the progression of Anya because it really had sort of stalled. You know, people didn't know what the product were. They were just walking right past it. And we can't have the impact that we want to have on an environmental level if people are walking past our products and not using them and not understanding them. So packaging plays an incredibly important role uh, in that. So it was the freshening up of the brand. We came in. We introduced that packaging. We relaunched the website. Um, It it was an iteration before the one that you'd see now if you go to our website website now but you know it was still fresher and updated from from the one that was there we then went out and really chased the b2b market as well so we were doing e-commerce and that that was happening but we knew that we wanted to chase that b2b market um, as well because we knew that was the way that the brand was going to go much quicker the more stores we could have it in the better and the quicker the more brand would be recognized and we also did things like you know radio and tv and we did we did all of those things particularly in the early days to build that brand awareness and issue awareness i guess as well particularly and what we're involved in, it's around education around the issue of single use plastics. And people have got to think, why do I care? All right, it's not even on my radar. <laughs> There's so many other things going on in the world that single use plastics not even on my radar. So, yeah, so it was about education for us as well. I-,
1: I totally get that education play. But on the wholesaling, the B2B selling, and the growth of that, you mentioned that brand building was a key part of that. Was that, you know, the key part of it, or was it also about? long-term sales growth or can you even split those two things
0: (laughs) yeah I agree I think they're very close aren't they they go hand in hand really I think you've got to be able to build a brand that people can trust and so for us it was about taking the brand from very much a little mum and dad business and making it a bit more relatable on a global level I guess is where we were sort of trying to take it without being corporate you know um, and still doing good in the world and 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 building that trust without with our customers so they knew that if they're buying an product. Not only are we we're doing what we're doing with the product itself, but behind the scenes, we're not just <laughs> throwing stuff into landfill and, and all of that kind of stuff, which leads us on to getting that B Corp um, certification. You know, that was one of the main things about getting the B Corp certification was having an independent body assess us to be doing good in the world and not just us saying we were because that's not good enough because how many businesses greenwash things these days if people know that term greenwashing, you know, where, where a lot of businesses say that they're doing the right thing for the environment but once you start digging, oh, hang on a second, this is made with child labour or this is, you know, you just don't know where things are coming from. So one of those things that we particularly loved about B Corp certification was it was it gave our customers that level of trust that we were talking about earlier to say, hey, these are a certified B Corp, which means an independent body, uh, we can't cheat the system, (laughs) you know, an independent body have come in and assessed are they doing what they say that they're doing And, and we are you know and so that's that was a really important thing for us to get that b corp certification even though in australia at that time very little was known about them they were very well known in, in the us and again you know less so in the uk as well we were primarily in in australia and the uk so you know that was always again a, a, an education thing what, what what's b corp never heard of it you know what's that about so
1: so it's interesting you did that so early on in kind of i guess in the in the general b corp journey especially in australia Because we've had across this month of B Corp content, multiple of our guests have been saying about how that independent external assessment is really important for them, but it's also given them a framework to improve their business and run their business via. So has, you know, since you, you applied many years ago, has being a B Corp become part of the strategic beating heart of the business?
0: I think for us, because we were already uh, had that sustainability mindset, we were already looking at these things as we talked about packaging or what our product is made of recycled, you know, drink bottles. As So we were already doing so many things around sustainability that for us, a B Corp was that lovely little tack on onto the end because we were already doing those things. And I agree with you. I think there's a number of businesses where B Corp has opened their eyes to saying, oh, wow, we could look at this and we could improve here and there. And not that we haven't had that experience, but maybe not to the degree as some other businesses that were not really thinking sustainability to start, but we're we're a company built around sustainability. So um, we we kind of had a lot of stuff already going, you know, I guess. So for us, B Corp was just uh, the natural next progression.
1: It was that external stamp of approval. And you've seen this market, the B Corp impact evolve over the past five, six years. Is it now reaching the point where you're finding more consumers are aware of it? You're finding it's a, a reason consumers are buying from you?
0: I think if that's happening in Australia, which is obviously primarily where we are, but and also into the UK to a lesser extent, I think that corporations more are starting to recognise that now. They're, they're only really just starting to come on board with the idea. Not that they weren't against but they just weren't even aware of it as something that they should be looking for. Mm-hmm. So we found now that we are definitely getting approached more um, by some, some bigger corporations that are wanting to, you know, buy sustainable products for their staff or what have you, because they are now wanting to support those businesses that have all of these different ticks of approval, whether they're 1% for the planet, whether they're B Corp, whether they've got a recycled take-back Program like we do with TerraCycle. So all of those sorts of things, you know, I'm really all rounders. Um, and also, I think a lot of places are wanting to um, support local businesses as well. I think there's the pandemic has been a really interesting one around that, because I think it's brought it back to people that actually we can look within our own borders to actually uh, satisfy this need rather than always having to look externally um, or to the bigger guy you know maybe there's someone smaller locally that's doing these things and that's so that's been a really great eye opener i think for a lot of businesses a lot of corporations in particular
1: so what's what i think is so brilliant about what you've just been saying there is that it's now having a positive impact on new business development and growing sales but we're still only at the beginning of it so it's still a great time (laughs) to become part part of the b corp movement and you mentioned 1% for the planet there as well. Why
0: Why both? Why not? Why, you know, is there a limit to what you can do for the planet? I mean, look, it, it, there, there is, you know, these these sorts of things I think for, for us uh, are are in our DNA as a business, you know, around that sustainability. Sustainability is so much than the word, you know, it gets bandied about a lot these days. Green eco sustainability. I can't tell you how many businesses have those things in their name. Um, and very, you know, not very few, but a number of them are definitely not green eco or so I think for us it was just really about leaving no doubt in people's minds that we're the good guy here. You know, we're only small, but we're mighty, and and we are we're trying to do everything that we can as a business for our planet because we believe for us that's the right thing to do. And they they really don't they don't take away from your business at all. You know, I mean, yes, getting B Corp certification takes takes a bit of time but for us it was absolutely worth the effort to do it one percent for the planet is wonderful i don't know if you've visited our site at all but we give um our customers this ability to choose you know when when they're going in and they're they're buying their product um at the end of it we'll say to them who do you want to support and we'll give them a a, you know some options of who they want to support with their donation and we donate on their behalf so one percent of all retail sales go through to um our one percent for the planet but our customers get to decide where their donation goes you know do they want to do it for the oceans or do they want to do it for animals or do they want to you know they get to pick that and have that control which I really love again it's about that listening to your customer and saying oh what do they really connect with what's really important to them you know I guess it ties them to the business a little bit it gives them that little bit of loyalty as though oh I have that control over that I get to choose where my money is going and um, I think that's a really nice thing for them to have that control in, in the sale
1: e-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e sector here's a reminder of who they are. This episode is brought to you by Tidio, the top rated customer service platform on Shopify. Tidio enables you to manage all your communication channels in one dashboard, making it super easy for your support team to handle all customer inquiries. Tidio AI helps you automate more than 40% of support responses and increases your sales by recommending products and offering discounts to your website visitors. Increase customer satisfaction and sales with personalized shopping experiences. Visit ecmp.info forward slash tidio that's t-i-d-i-o and start using Tidio now. Plus get an exclusive discount for e-commerce masterplan podcast listeners by using the promo code masterplan. Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So Hayley, are you ready for the top tips?
0: Absolutely. Bring it on.
1: Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend?
0: I read a really interesting book recently called Simplify by Richard Koch and Greg Lockwood. And it's really about uh, the uniting principles behind some of the most successful companies of the world and how they've worked to simplify their offerings and maximize their profits. You know, sometimes business can get quite complicated. Um, so this is was quite an interesting book about, you know, how could how could you simplify um, at some very core levels of, of business and and not not overthink it, <laughs> which sometimes we do when we're a small business owner. And just quickly, a second one just in there was a a book for all the ladies in business out there um, called Back Yourself by Katie Garner and Peace Mitchell. And that was a really inspirational book about believing in yourself and not being afraid to take your business global. Um, And I thought that was a really interesting read.
1: Oh, I love both of those. Definitely read on a Friday feels super inspired by Monday (laughs) books. So um, thank you for those two options, Hayley. Uh, The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves?
0: Oh, look, it's an oldie but a goodie, but email marketing has got to be a winner, doesn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one to say email marketing, but when you look at those conversion rates on what you get out of an email, you know, with a hot customer, you don't have to resell them all over again. So I would say email marketing has got to be one of the most effective tools that you have in your arsenal um, and just building that to get people into that funnel of email.
1: Yep, totally agree. I'm, I'm in the email camp with you. <laughs> uh, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day?
0: I'd love to say it was something super innovative but I've got to say I just it's our it's our uh, standard customer relationship management software we just couldn't live without it it's a way that we can communicate with uh, you know all of our customers that that our team can be across and get into and and see everything and so for us a really good CRM system has been absolutely invaluable With that, so yeah, it's not it's not a cool little um, you know hooky thing or a little shiny bauble that we've come across, but just a good customer relationship management software system, I think, is is really really important, and good inventory management for what we're involved in, (laughs) managing your inventory is key. So. Any one you want to name check for those tools? Oh, well, we use Fresh Desk actually, and I found them are really, really good. They're not expensive to use at all. So if you're a smaller business, I would definitely give them a go. They, you can actually buy them in, they call them chairs. So however many people that you've got in your network, you can just buy, you know, little seats for them. Um, so it's really cost effective, but I think it's a really good in-depth tool and it gives you a lot to work with. You can put all your SOPs in there, so your standard operating procedures, write them in there, you can have notes. So if something comes up over and over again, a new person in your team can actually go, oh, I can see this note. So therefore, when I get an email like this, I can see this. It's just really innovative. I think it's a really well and and reasonably priced system.
1: Nice. Thank you very much for that. The growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000, what would
0: be your number one tip for them? look, I'm going to go back and bang on about email again because, you know, of that conversion rate on those This just is just massive. If you can stuff your funnel with people going into your email list and you can then segment them out and market effectively to them, all the shiny bibles in the world will not make up for it. So all of the paid ads and what have you really pale in comparison. Now, it's not that they don't have a place in the business, but I would say growing your email list is a way that you can develop your revenue consistently. So, I would say email is definitely something that you can you can focus on.
1: Yeah, the email all the way for me. I think 2023 is the year of getting your email sorted. Agree. Yeah. Right. Hayley, uh, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social,
0: please? Absolutely. Onyourlife.com. And if you're in the UK and you're coming over from there, it'll say, hey, do you want to go to the UK version of the site? And you can go across to there. So it'll pin you across, but just onyourlife.com, O-N-Y-A-L-I-F-E.com. Um, and our socials are exactly the same. So on your life on Facebook and on your life on Instagram. And you can see us there.
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much, Hayley. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing so many bits and pieces of advice across what you've been up to. I feel I feel like we could have done three separate episodes on different <laughs> angles of what you've done. I but, agree. you know, we're, we're going to go 80-20 here. So, guys, yes. <laughs> really, really lovely to have you on the podcast. So, thanks for joining us, Haley.
0: Thanks for making it so enjoyable, Chloe. Thank you so much.
1: Well, wasn't that a great way to wrap up our B Corp month? excellent chat to hayley there wow her business is is really pushing that mission i think key things for me in that was one that focus on mission that's driving product development It's driving how they market the business it's driving decisions around b corp and one percent for the planet and those kind of elements interesting on the b corp side to see that it's just starting in australia but also of course haley has got that vision on the wholesale and the the D2C side on what's happening in the US, the UK and elsewhere, it's starting to be the reason why people are coming to buy from them. So a good time to undertake that B Corp um, assessment if you're thinking it's part of your business's future, get in now. And I think just so many great points from her just generally, you know, I I love the way they're using that wholesale to grow the brand. Yeah, definitely want to listen to twice, I would say. To get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to the things we mentioned, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com or use our special director episode short links. Just put ecmp.info forward slash the number of this episode into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page on the website. We have another one of those short links for a page where we brought together all our B Corp content. So that's both the four episodes we've released this month, which includes three with retailers and one with a B Corp specialist, where we got deep into your questions. Yeah, some of you guys sent us questions. All the ins and outs and the nitty gritty of what it means to become a B Corp and how to do it and various other bits and pieces. All of that is available via the short link Corp. so B-C-O-R-P, all one word. Once you get to the website, please do add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many other things I share to help you improve your business. If you listen, if you liked even this episode, what should you listen to next? Well, Hayley was Really raving about email marketing in the top tips there. And whilst March has been B Corp month here on eCommerce Master Plan, on our sister show, Keep Optimizing, March has been all about email marketing. That means throughout March, I've chatted to five different email marketing experts, each sharing a different way to improve your email marketing, including an episode on SMS. And you can find all of that via keepopt.com forward slash email. So another short link for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this and every episode of the eCommerce Master Plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the eCommerce Master Plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce Master Masterplan podcast. Find out more at eCommerceMasterplan.com slash podcast. It's time to get your free ticket to our brand new virtual event. This time we're tackling the problem of overstocks, both how to avoid them and how to clear them. So take control of your stock to improve profits, cash flow and lower your carbon footprint. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket.